Hey everyone, I added this after the episode was finished as I was editing this. I never really had a chance to say thank you to the community for supporting this episode of Box Talk. There were so many people in the voice chat. It was crazy. I'd argue it was one of the biggest gatherings Civ Classics has seen. Even though the episode did not go exactly how I wanted to, I did learn a lot about that side of interviewing and journalism. I hope I can use this to make better quality content in the future. In the meantime, I don't expect to hear the end of this for a while, but I won't let this stop me from enjoying talking to people in the server about their experiences. So once again, thank you everyone from both parties for all the support and valid criticism. Here's my interview with BGBBA. Good day, ladies and gentlemen of Civ Classic. I am Warm Wizard, and this is Box Talk. This episode will be a bit different to how I have done them in the past. This is a special with BGBBA as the guest, and the reason for this was from the controversy that has stirred rather recently. Just so we can be transparent with the live audience and the viewers, I will give a little bit of background. In the last episode of Box Talk, I asked Peter in the interview for his stance on allegations of BG and Yodel snitching Southshire before the annexation, and I provided him some evidence I was able to give at the time. He did not have a stance, but the people of Yodel and Southshire were furious with my allegations. They argued I was fake news, and I did not have enough evidence. They reacted in many different ways, with downvoting brigades, and even actions on the server. So here we are. This episode is in response to what has happened, and to have BG on the show. But before we begin this interview, I wish to thank our sponsor, Hayutland, for the message they wish to share with everyone in Civ Classics. We as a server need to remember an international enemy, Lexington. Lexington has held to many innocents pearled for months without... <laughs> I'm laughing mainly because I love this message. Uh, it's a very interesting one. I've never received one like this before. Lexington has held many innocents pearled for months without a sentence. It has reached a point that the server is trying to implement a game balance with Essence to fix the issue. They also do not honor their agreements as shown by SwiftViz's assassination attempt on BG. This server was made for nation builders, but they are a bunch of PvPers and griefers. They contribute nothing of value to the server, but spread destruction. Proof for this is that they are now all playing HDF, which we all know is just griefing with extra steps. So, even though the subreddit is lashing out against Yodel and BG, <laughs> remember there are other enemies out there. Thank you, Higeltland, for this message and for sponsoring Box Talk. Now, let's go ahead and get started. Without further ado, I would like to present BG. Thank you for coming onto the show. Thank you for having me, buddy. All right, let's uh let's jump right into this. So let's begin by talking a bit about you, BG. When did you start playing Civcraft servers? 
Uh, all right, so there's actually a whole story behind this, but I'll cut it short. So I used to play on the 4chan faction server circuit, and uh, one of those guys informed me about Dave and Yuren's wedding right around the Titan War. And at that point, you know, faction servers don't last long. It had shut down. So he was talking to me about it. And I was like, dude, this sounds kind of cool, but also like really, really, I don't know, obsessive. And he was like, yeah, dude, like BG, you'll probably like it. So he brought me on about midway through February or yeah, I think it was February or March of my freshman year, which was about three years, three, four years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was 2015. So right after the Titan War in mid 2.0. So I've been around almost continuously since then. I took a six month break in the middle of Devoted. So wait, so your friends that you played with, what Minecraft servers were you on before that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I used to I used to play on Gordon Freeman Q's poll faction server. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've actually heard yeah. of that one. <laughs> well, like so when you first started playing, what were some of the nations that you were a part of? Um, I was talking about this with a couple people earlier today. Uh, I was a Chinadian. I I was Chinadian from the time I joined. I was Chinadian until there was no more Chanada. Um at every point until Civ Classics, I was Chinadian because there was nowhere really else that I that I could really go or that I felt like I could really fit in. Mm -hmm. um, I started as I started as uh, in Polynesia underneath Nanotech One and then underneath Emmer when he took over. Okay. And uh, in Civ Temp, I helped run it with a council of other people, and then eventually uh, that I was cooed by Southern Block and company. <laughs> And uh, so I stepped aside, came back in 3.0. Uh, I didn't actually run it. I was uh, deputy underneath Nanotech again, and then underneath my friend Tigan. And in 3.0, um, or devoted 3.0 rather, yes. I kind of stepped aside. Um, and that was kind of the end of that. And then I came back, became Emperor of Chanada after cooing uh, Stampede sort of meme coup because it was a meme position so mm -hmm. i didn't really run anything and uh then i came to civ classics and there was no chanada so i joined up with my old friends in uat and i served as vice alcoatl for a couple of months and then became alcoatl when orange wizard stepped down i see uh so uh so you are now leader or ruler of yodel or yodel correct uh, yes, constitutional monarch, but yes. Okay. Uh, so what inspired you to take the reins? Um, a couple things, actually. Uh, the first the first is that a couple people said that I probably should. Uh, when I joined the server, my main goal was actually to build railroads. Uh, that was mostly what I did. I like infrastructure. I think it brings people together. Yes. Um, and Orange Wizard, my friend who I brought to Yodel with me, took over from St. Leibowitz, who was Alcowatl, and I was Deputy Alcowatl. So the way that it works within Yodel is that mm -hmm. you have a king, constitutional monarch, called the Alcowatl, but then he can delegate that authority to a deputy. So I was the deputy, more or less, from day one, but I didn't actually run the country, and then it got handed off to Orange Wizard, and I stayed deputy. 
So, I mean, I was I was already second in command by the time the Orange Wizard got burnt out and decided he would step down. So it was more of a natural succession than anything that I really planned to do. Did you, before Yoaddle, like, so you when did you join Yoaddle in Civ Classics? Or Day one, baby. Day, Day one. one. All right. And some of the other servers that you were part of before that, I, I believe you were, on, you were on Civ X for a time, correct? No. What no. about uh, Devoted? Yes, Devoted 3.0. Um, the Nations... Uh, for about a week in the beginning. Why were you only on there for a week? Hmm... When you've been on the game for two years straight, eventually you get a little bit burned out. And I was tired. I was tired of a lot of the drama. I was tired of the way that this server was going. I was tired of the way the community was going. And so I decided to step aside for my own, A, for my own mental health, and B, because I thought that the community maybe could use a different, you know, could use a change of pace. And so I stepped aside for six, seven months and was brought back by, uh, by Slutty, who wanted me back because she and I had been buddies on the server in late 2.0. And so I eventually decided to come back. Were you, while you were on Devoted 3.0, did you have a leadership position for that one week? Or uh, not really. Okay. No. We, we wanted to reform a bunch of things from 3.0 Chancer. Well, actually, we were Chancelvania, and the city was named Chancer. Um, there were a few governmental flaws, uh, just the way that the whole thing was set up. So we wanted to reform it, Tygen and I and a couple other close friends of mine, wanted to reform it to be more of a council system with people like XC Star, who is still with me, yes. uh, in a greater position of authority. But that kind of fell through. A lot of people were burned out. There was a whole lot of drama. And so I was never officially leader of anything real in that first week. I see. Um, I was just curious because I've heard, like, obviously I decided to do a little bit of digging on you because I just want to make sure who I interview. Uh, just want to see where they came from and all that. Just... Uh, one thing that really stuck out to me, what people were talking about whenever they mentioned Devoted, some people were convinced, uh, besides obviously for your health and other reasons, one, one of the reasons why you kind of stepped away from the picture was along the lines of you wanted somebody else to be leader, and when they failed, you would take their place or even pass the blame to them. Are Would you believe any of those sources or anything like that from what I've heard from multiple people? If somebody fails at being a leader, they deserve to be blamed for being a bad leader. I mean, there's nothing there's nothing unique about that situation. I just, I find it interesting, that's all. If the, I, people kept on making it sound like that you wanted to be a leader until the end of the day, it sounded like blaming is just a little bit better. Let's go ahead and... Uh, Talk a little bit about recent events, especially after the last box talk. I would definitely, I bet the whole server would like to hear uh, some corrections or hear some stances on it. Uh, can you explain the rationale behind Yodel's reaction to allegations from box talk? As yes, I can. Uh, because they were because they were unverified, and because if you had actually asked the leadership of Southshire, the people who are actually on the council 
within Southshire in Southshire Parliament, aka Orinari or Sinzar or Eddie. You would have known that those snitches were placed there by them, specifically so that we could help to protect their town. So I don't think that it's an unreasonable thing to say that you unfairly accusing us of something when you clearly have not even asked the people who are supposedly the victims. Uh, it's not unfair to call that fake news because it's literally fake news. Just, <laughs> I love that word. I'm sorry. But one of the sources that I had, uh, they were actually able to show me that uh, besides the screenshot of the snitches I had, there was one point uh, Bayes actually in my own Discord asked uh, along the lines that you or certain people were able to see what they were up to on snitches, yet they were a part of the Southshire snitches. Thus, there's another network in form. But at did that Bayes time, did Bayes actually provide any evidence of this, or did he just say BG knows when I'm on? <laughs> no, uh, they did. Bayes did not provide evidence, but another source that I had did and to directly did they, quote did they provide you, any actual evidence of snitches or did they just say that we had a snitch network uh they did say that you had uh, i'm sorry uh so it definitely sh from what i saw in the source that you did have another snitch network and it would make sense how you were able to view bays or certain people were, were able to see their pings even though they were a part of the Southshire snitch network and to quote Exactly what you said here. Let me find my source. Ba, 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 ba. Ah, yes. I do not have snitches in Southshire, nor access the Southshire snitch group. I'm sorry if I mischaracterized you. One of my sources had a private message to me that was actually uh, you directed towards them uh, along the lines of being able to see their movements from a few days before that. And this message comes from January 11th, of this year I'm and that of what was... message you're saying i never at any point said that i knew exactly what Bayes's movements were i just mean it's that not even I'm just in... Bayes, though this person when that... i'm in look when i'm in look 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 look, look. Yes. when i'm in discord talking to orinari and sinzar discussing what they're up to and Baze comes into discord and asks hey guys what are you up to i've been in the hje or something to that effect for the past couple weeks it's reasonable to assume that they're probably not hanging out in southshire particularly when the people who actually do live in Southshire literally tell me that Bayes does not live in Southshire all the time and that his primary citizenship was initially Westminster and now he's changed it to the HJE. Now, this isn't an indictment of Bayes. It's, I mean, Southshire is an autonomous town. They can run themselves how they want. If they want to include Bayes in their numbers, not my problem. But to say that I am somehow tracking his movements when there hasn't actually been any of these supposed snitches uh, actually showing up besides ones that Orinari and Sinzar, who are the leaders of the town, actually knew about, is is very questionable to me for an assertion. Just the evidence that I have here, besides the fact that you made that one statement, but then now after I revealed the one leak, it ma you made it sound like that you did have at least access to Southshire snitches. It does at least prove that your one statement is a lie that you were incorrect about that. Now, I'm not even just talking about base. That's what started this investigation on my end. But from one of the sources, I'm even willing to release one of the private messages here uh, that I, I obviously had to censor out and I made sure that it wouldn't come back to them because pretty much most of my sources, if I were to give even the context of the details, 
there would be a there would be a lynching after them because imagine if they were from Yodel or from uh, Southshire themselves. I am currently putting it in sources. Ba -ba -ba. I can't see sources. If that is a channel, I can't see it. Oh, uh, probably because oh, there I... it is. There it is. Yes. Okay. So he says that he has proof, but present it. Where's the proof? If I were Where to the snitches, worm wizard, I'm not able to provide that proof because, at least in this case, these were snitches. Because you don't have it, because there aren't any snitches. I disagree. I, besides the fact of the one snit, uh, the one uh, screen that I was able to pull up, it did. Sh if I were to show this evidence once again, this would, or this would definitely bring it back onto them. That is my concern. And I don't I care who gave you, look, 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 buddy. I don't care who gave you this piece of information. I'm not going to go on a witch hunt to see who's talking about me behind my back. I mean, I'm I'm well known enough that just about everybody has a PM or two about me at some point or another. My point is that if you can't actually provide evidence that these snitches exist beyond somebody saying that they exist and then censoring out the name, that's not that's not news. That's fake news. Well, all right. Let's go ahead and there. This was actually something I was considering. Because I've received a lot of comments from people of Yodel and other people about me being fake news and along those lines. And the first thing I do want to give props to the people of Yodel and yourself. I was afraid that at one point one of the messages would turn personal or some sort of personal insult. So thank you for that. And the worst I got was somebody saying that they wanted to pearl me. But the one thing that people seem to not realize is if you just look on the history of Box News, I have never once said that I was a fully, like, complete open news source. For example, when I started Box News, literally in its title, it was shit and unbalanced. I purposely called it Box News to make fun of Fox News as I was a propaganda piece for the world police at the time. And I slowly evolved that over time. Once the world police started to fall down, I decided maybe I can report on a bit more on the server. And then I took a break from that. And the reason why I'm doing Box Talk now is way less visuals to edit. But the more important thing is Box Talk is more of a conversation. And I do have my sources, but obviously they're not going to be accurate all the time. But in this case, if I were to reveal all the sources that I have, besides the fact that they would probably be lynched, if even if you claim that you won't, I wouldn't be surprised if other people would. So I want to make sure that they are well protected. So, so even these, if that so ruins my credibility. Not, so these people are not known for being extremely credible then, clearly. Because no. if it were just simply you waddle, no? Did you just say no? These well, people I go. trust very much so. And otherwise, that's why I would not take their evidence or word uh, as seriously. But that's why I'm willing to risk my credibility uh, to go ahead and make sure that they are well protected. Because otherwise, then why would people ever come to me in the future? Mm, I don't know. If you keep spreading fake news, I don't think people will come to you at all. <sighs> I, I disagree. Because I would say for the most part... I, at least, I've never really claimed to be an expert on things. I just try to give the general understanding of what's going on in subreddit. And then whoever I have interviewed, I try to get the personal aspect. Uh, they give me the information that uh, people would be looking for. That's always 
at least as far as the Box Talk podcast has gone. That's how I've always stood on it. Another thing I would like to point out about the snitches is the fact that even if not all my evidence I'm able to present, other actions seem to be able to support this. Let's talk about, uh, for example, Mount Augusta and the snitching in there. Can you explain? Can you explain that a little bit? Mm, thank you for conser- for uh, confirming your source, by the way. Uh, so here's the deal with MTA. Uh, MTA lets in Stillbrook underscore Modest, Lauren, and Scout. Uh, the four of them go into Westminster. Uh, you know, bust some shit. Michael Ward gets word of it. Michael Ward demands reps. They, I believe, either got pearled and then paid the reps, or they weren't pearled and paid the reps. Regardless, they paid the reps. Uh, they then go and immediately raid Resimir. So I dispatched my men to maybe uh, figure out where these guys lived. We find out that they live in MTA. Uh, we place a snitch to figure out where these guys are because they're raiding a new town of three or four very active people. Uh, Red Tourmaline, Call Me Burr, Mr. Mines a lot, and there's there are two others in there that I know. So they go down, and they're raiding Resimir while these people are online. Mm-hmm. And so we used the snitch to apprehend some raiders. And uh, that was done by America Linen. And they, they uh, expressed regret for the fact that they didn't follow proper MTA procedure. That being said, it was used to save a town. I mean, if they, if they had been able to successfully raid Resimir, uh, who knows if they would have actually survived. So mm, ends don't necessarily justify the means, and we should have gone through the proper legal channels, but we did apprehend some raiders. I mean, you're not wrong, but Mount Augusta is still, it is still a nation. It's still a sovereign nation, and in a way, you kind of overstepped your boundary in that one, and I think there would have been better ways to handle this than the ways that happened, whether it's pressuring Mount Augusta to give these people up or uh, any, there are more diplomatic means to do this instead of putting a snitch, which is usually universally has been kind of against, you know, historically Civ genre has been against that idea, putting a snitch in somebody else's uh, sovereign nation to be able to apprehend a couple raiders instead of trusting Mount Augusta to be able to handle this themselves. If Mount Augusta would actually harbor those raiders and they don't deserve sovereign rights, I mean, it, I mean, what is Resumir supposed to do? You know, they don't necessarily know who people are. They're new friends. I mean, I'm not saying that we did the right thing, but I am saying that we have expressed regret for it. We did apologize to program MC uh, we said we were going to remove the snitch. I don't know if we actually got around to it, but we will do it if we didn't. And the server is now safer for new friends because we got rid of these raiders. Uh, if Program MC wants to say that he would actually defend Stillbrook, then that's a whole different issue, and we'll talk about extraditing him to MTA if he really wants them. I mean, hell, we don't want them. They're costing us coal and eventually player essence every day, so if he wants them extradited to go to, go to MTA to live and see if they will reform or try to try to reform their behavior become good in the future then we'll be willing to talk about it just i i guess i i feel like that is very understandable but 
the matter of the fact is they are a sovereign nation. I don't know if you really gave them did you I do not believe you gave them too much of a chance to be able to respond besides assuming they're harboring criminals. Even if uh, these new people did it and they're not completely understanding, they still represent Yodel. And for someone that boasts how much of a civilization Yodel is and the people being a Volk, they are willing to act in very barbarous ways, almost like a faction. The only faction is Stillbrook and his raiders raiding innocent new friends. Uh, if MTA really wants those people to be considered part of their nation, then they aren't really much of a nation either. Uh, I'm not really going to sit here and pretend that Program MC is saying that because he's not. But uh, Stillbrook and company also raided Southshire, which is an autonomous town within Uwaddle that we pledged to protect. Um, I think I think that you are making a little bit of a mountain out of a molehill here. We ended up making the server safer. I don't think that's faction behavior to cut down a couple of raiders after putting a snitch in a private home in an ANCAP city. And we'll remove the snitch in order to respect MTA's sovereignty. But Stillbrook, Stillbrook violated ours first, and so we went and we got him. Very well. Uh, before we move on, let's go ahead and everybody here, let's take a little bit of a break. If you need to go to the bathroom, get a drink of water, anything like that, we'll do that right now. Uh, give us a, ch a chance to breathe here uh, to go over some of the sponsors of this episode. So uh, the first sponsor I wish to uh, thank is Droid and Blue's unofficial Civ Classic Discord server. Join the most active Civ Classic Discord devoted to the metagame of the server. There are, like, so many people in there from all different walks of Civ life. For, or, for an organization like mine, it is a great way to find out what's going on in Civ Classics. Engage in banter with other players. Join in Discord server games. Complain about the admins and have a place to stay so you never actually leave the game. Speaking of games... I was actually a part of this awesome one that they were doing. It was kind of like the TV show Survivor, where people vote off one or two competitors per round. It was probably, it was so, it was a lot of fun. Unfortunately, uh, I got voted out pretty early, uh, but I was able to try to build voting blocks, entangled alliances, um, all that stuff. Probably because I was too popular. Haha. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that was the most fun I think I've had in a Discord server, and they are having a new game coming up soon, uh, which if you want to, you can definitely participate in. Join Droid and Blue's unofficial Civ Classic server using the special link to earn a Tatsumaki bonus. Link will be in the will be in sources. I'm grabbing it right now. Um... Ah, here it is. Copy link. Sources. There. So if you have not joined and wish to join, uh, you will get a, a Takasami bonus. Our next sponsor uh, is, is EIS from Fish. Excellence in shitposting is a proud sponsor. Special, special education around the world. Especially... <laughs> Especially for these retards. Worm is such a fucking whore. He said all this crap for barely 100 diamonds. First of all, he paid me about a stack of diamonds. He's not totally accurate there. What a pathetic cuck. I bet he'd suck me off for 20 diamonds. For 20 diamonds, I would suck him off, I guess. I'm a... Or, oh, man. 
Box Talk is brought to you by Yikes. Excellence and Shit Posting. EIS Networks. Sit down and shut up. If you want to, you should watch uh, EIS's most recent video on YouTube. Uh, it's kind of ironic since Fish has now been banned from the subreddit for making one-minute shit posts and spamming the subreddit. Uh, once oh, you- rest in peace. I know, right? <laughs> What's your opinion on it, guys, uh, viewers? Uh, I bet somebody would like to talk about it in discussion, comments, wherever. Thank you to Blue and Droid's unofficial Civ Classic Discord and excellence in shitposting for sponsoring this episode of Box Talk. All right, so let's go ahead and get back into things. I would definitely, I, I bet a lot of people would have a question in regards to this. Uh, let's talk about Yodel's attitude with the people on the server. It sounds like the people of Yodel refer to everyone else as civians, which has become a meme. Can you tell us why that is? Uh, it's become a meme because it's a meme term. It was started by Qualty Mia, not to, not to put the poor guy on the spotlight here, but Qualty Mia created the term to refer to a specific set of attitudes that people held towards the server. Uh, Yoadl tends to view tends to view the Civ genre community as being a series of different overlapping cultural attitudes that run within friend groups that people tend to have, and so one of these would be Civians that Qua has taken to refer to people who have this uh, long-standing tradition and attitude that comes from 1.0 and 2.0 Civcraft, as compared to say Yoadlins who come from a different tradition or the Channers who come from a different tradition, or people who are purely new friends on Devoted and came from a different tradition. And so it simply refers to a, a very loose umbrella term of attitudes that certain people have. Uh, Yoadl tends to set itself a little bit apart from this, uh, and we have our own set of traditions and our own set of, of values that we believe we should run our community with in the game. That's not to say that all people who aren't from Yoadl think the same way, or that even all people from any particular one of these strands of culture and tradition think the same way necessarily. Uh, it became a meme because people from non-Yoadlin uh, channels started to spam it as basically a meme to make fun of the fact that we set ourselves apart from others. Make of that what you will. I, I guess... I guess why, though, do you try to set yourselves apart from others besides just backgrounds like Sivians? Because everybody has different backgrounds, I would say. it's not. It doesn't make Yodel any more different than Sivians, I would say. Because, yeah, you're right, it's a meme, but it's partly because we're like, really? No, I'm not denying that we're different. Yoadl comes from a different background, and those traditions are passed down from each generation of, of people in Yoadl to the next. I guess I just other like you're. I guess you're not the only ones that would consider themselves a bit different. Everybody, I would argue, have different backgrounds. For example, yeah, I literally bought Minecraft to be able to play Civcraft when I first heard about this on the subreddit history. And I bet other people, there are people that come from either faction servers or other people that come from very unique servers. I just, I don't get why you, why do you feel like Yodel, um, it almost sounds like there's a, there's like a arrogance or superiority when that term is used. Yodel is a family. Uh, a lot of the people who come to Yodel are people who need second chances 
or people who don't have a support network in real life uh, or, or don't have a support network on the server, whatever, take your pick. Uh, the reality is that Yawaddle has been around for seven years. And the reason that we set ourselves apart is because we have a relatively insular attitude. Uh, we view ourselves as a community first and foremost. Uh, the nation of Yawaddle in the game is completely separate uh, philosophically from the community of Yawaddle, and which is what I mean to refer to by nation versus state, uh, and, and nation state being the union of the two. Um, the reason that we set ourselves apart is because no other nation in Civ, except for you know, you know these people who come from non-Civian backgrounds, none of them have the same attitude that we do towards building that community, not just as a group of friends, but as a group of people who share a set of ideals and values, more similar to something that you would see uh, in a group in real life. And that's not to say that we are better than other people at all. That's not to say that we're better or that we should be treated with a different standard per se. That's to say that we are just simply different. If you wish to treat us differently because we're different, then you can. If you wish to treat us the same way because because you believe everyone should be treated the same way, then we will respond to that in our own way. But the fact is, we are separate from just simply the in-game nation, and so we view ourselves as a community, first and foremost. Why does... Uh... Just, I feel like I've never really heard this term or really have heard this mentality since I've come onto the server. Has there, has this been around before Civ Classics, uh, before this iteration for as far as Yoato goes? The term, I don't know actually if Qua used the term back in 2.0, 3.0, and Devoted in Civ Temp. Uh, Yoato has had two golden ages really, well not golden ages, but we view ourselves as going through a set of eras in which the traditions and values and leadership and drive and direction of our community tends to be seen through the same lens. And we have gone through three of these in Civ, but one of them started in a different server, and that's why we came here, because we felt that part of our process of evolution as a community was moving to a server that had mechanics that was a little bit more in line with what we thought are, would best suit us. Uh, we also had a peak of population and output of cultural material within CivTemp, and we're going through one now. Both times we had approximately 40 to 50 players in our general uh, community, sphere of influence, whatever you wish to call it. And so I don't know if Qua actually used the term back in the day, but the underlying theory of how these cultural groups worked and this historical process by which we evolved into the next uh, quote-unquote era, as we would call it, is, is an established thing that had been established since the days of Wichita, who was one of the earliest leaders of Yawaddle. And Iyawaddle himself, the guy who founded it, way back when Minecraft was still in, I believe, beta. We aren't quite sure on the exact history. Mm -hmm. Qua is the only one who's been around for most of it. Well, then, how... How is there like a general arc you would say or common theme of Yoaddle uh, since the beginning? Anything historically, or even I guess, how has your experience been in the Civ Classic server as a nation? Um, 
Uh, can you qualify that that second one? So, what do you what do you mean about how we have been experienced as a nation? You know, what our experience. I mean, like, I guess I would argue certain nations have brought things to the table when it comes to this genre. Uh, ha- has your time been? Has there been struggles? Has there been, or have you had anything that you would consider as a triumph for Yodel and or Yodel, excuse me, and Civ Classic? In Civ Classics, I would say that the entire thing has been a series of slow triumphs and minor accomplishments, some setbacks, some mistakes. Uh, we're all human. We all make mistakes. We all do the wrong thing. I'm not I'm not immune to that. Um, Lord knows I'm not immune to that. I've done a lot of things that I regret. But uh, ultimately, we view... We started from Devoted, which was the lowest point that we've been probably in a very long time where we were down to three people and now we have managed to build ourselves back up to probably about 25 to 30 people who can be relied on to log in at least once every day or so Um, probably about 40 to 50 who log in about once every two weeks so I mean just that in and of itself is an accomplishment you look at the fact that we were kicked out of our land by Laconia, we settled on secret claims by Droid Joe, who then attempted to kick us out and failed. And so just that process of building up to even be allowed to exist on the server at all after two different countries tried to take us out, I think is something of a triumph. You know what? I agree, definitely. Um, how would you say... I guess I want to ask a bit more personal then is how have how would you say what were some of your triumphs on Civ Classic so far as an individual? Have you grown in any way? A leader doesn't grow as an individual. The nation grows and the leader either grows with it or they step aside. Um, what, what, what people have to understand is that what I say when I go out and say something in the in the sphere of foreign affairs technically speaking in our political system we don't i am not actually responsible for the internal affairs when it really comes down to it Uh, at the end of the day we are the only as far as i know the only democracy in civ classic that has seen a smooth transition of power without having to significantly reform the system or or have some sort of emergency or crisis some of that's enabled by population, but the truth is my only role is to represent the will of the population to the outside world. Uh, that's not necessarily codified in our constitution, but Yuwaddle runs itself by traditions. We have a set of essentially checks and balances, and we rule ourselves by tradition. One of those traditions is that the Alkawaddle does not speak for himself. He speaks for the entirety of the nation. Uh, so when I necessarily go out and say something, people have to understand that that is not necessarily reflective of personal growth or personal failure or stagnation. It's just simply the population might have changed its mind, and so I have to reflect that. Um, it's a very careful system, but we, you know, it's how we have to run ourselves. Because if if it weren't the case, then tyranny could abound, essentially. And we've seen that in our past. So we've developed this system of traditions to keep the Alkawadal more or less a voice of the people 
or just simply in check. And there are times I disagree with the population. And part of those traditions is that if I disagree with them and I bring us in a direction, I can slowly steer things in the direction that we need to go. And people generally go along with that. And so it leads to a community where they trust their leadership and the leadership trusts them because we both reinforce each other's decision making. Going back uh, to one of your ideas on how you mainly represent or, or you go, you speak as a, or you represent the nation, I guess, or, you know, you don't handle as much the internal affairs. Would you argue then that so you represent the nation as far as like for foreign affairs, diplomatic or anything like that? I represent it. Uh, the final decision with any sort of treaty, if you, we, we developed constitutionalism very, very late. So the current era that we would, that we are in is the reclamation era and the era before this underneath St. Leibowitz, the Gensokian mm-hmm. is from, and the Goodspringer is from, uh, we, we would refer to that as the era of dissent. And one of his dissents from tradition is that he pushed constitutionalism. So we have a charter. And in our constitution, essentially, uh, I can I can make provisional agreements with foreign affairs, and I can handle exiles, I can handle pearls, stuff like that. But in terms of any actual on paper agreements, a treaty or something like that, uh, the council, which is directly elected by the Owatlan people, mm-hmm. is currently has four members because of population. It goes up and down. Um, I can't actually enforce anything. They are the ones who have to enforce it. And if they don't sign a treaty, then the treaty can't be considered to be in effect if they bring it under review, essentially, similar to the U.S. president. Yes, that makes sense. Uh, But what about, I guess, do you represent the nation externally at all? Yes, yes. I, I I am its head of state and head of government, so yes. Yes. So, well then, could one argue that when you post on the subreddit or actions that Yodel has made, actions that Yodel has made, or even things that you have said on the subreddit, whether it's, for example, like last night, does that represent Yodel then with that argument? Which argument? I guess uh, the idea that you represent the nation externally, what you have been, for what you say on the subreddit, does represent the nation then? Usually, almost, almost always, there are occasions when I when I speak more for a minority of the population, and the majority will come to follow what I say. But generally speaking, I always, I guess, the way that I should put it is that I say what I believe is necessary for the security of the of the nation of the people, and you know, but there are times when I personally have dissented from them or said something that is is not necessarily what they would say if they were a collective and i do think that that is something that is an inherent flaw to my leadership but it's an inherent flaw to all leadership um i assume that what you're getting at is my response to southern block um i wouldn't say that that represents the opinion of all yawatillians or Yawatlans, as we would say, but people say Yawatillians, meme within our ranks. Um, I believe that in that case, I was speaking for myself 
and that was a mistake and what I said was a mistake but I said it and so there's not really any sense in disowning it because I mean it was it was bad and it was toxic but to say that it's reflective of all you Watlands know well then let's go ahead and talk a little bit more about last night whether it's on uh on droids uh one post that he made or any of the other drama would you like to fill in any of the misunderstandings how so i guess or or, or what do you like to give your side of the story from last night whether mostly i'm thinking of droids post onto the subreddit last night droid joe's post in which he said that people shouldn't that people should be given second chances and i dissented from that and said that people shouldn't get second chances because if if that's what you're referring to uh no i don't think that people should get second chances if they haven't if they haven't fundamentally changed who they are uh the fact is i did not get any sort of a second chance and i shouldn't why should i uh, you know, why should, just because somebody says, you know, oh, I've changed. They're, they're like Saddam Hussein from the South Park movie. Oh, you know, <laughs> I'm sorry, baby, I can change. Uh, no, uh, there are tons of people on this server who haven't changed. I have not significantly changed, you know, so I wasn't given any sort of a second chance, but I shouldn't have been. The only way that we improve ourselves is if we're held accountable for our own individual actions and in the case of leadership, the actions of others around us. So, uh, no, I disagree with Droid. I Shockingly, I know this is going to come as a shock to everybody, I agree with Crimeo. Uh, he's right. People, <laughs> shouldn't, people should not be given a get-out-of-jail-free card because, they, because it's a new map. That's ridiculous. Uh, you have tons of people who have done incredibly shitty things and continue to do them. And even if they weren't continuing to do them, even if they were just doing them low-key, it still, to me, is indicative of, a, of an underlying toxicity. And so, you know, call toxic players out. Lord knows I'm not innocent. But, you know, call toxic players out, but don't just give them a second chance because of a new map. That's ridiculous. I guess uh, I, I'm a little bit... I'm on the fence about that, personally. I'm trying to figure out where I stand on it but I guess one question I have do you believe that people should be able to be pearled or something along those lines for actions on another map so like let's say uh, Devoted was going on at the same time Civ Classics was somebody did a dick move on Devoted can I on Civ Classic go and try to pearl them on that server I think there's a difference between between what you refer to as a dick move and actual toxicity so what I mean by this so take a betrayal right Yes. I don't know. Uh, a good example of this is Swift Fizz, because literally just last Tuesday, he attempted to assassinate me and one of my other men to reclaim a bounty, backstabbing mm -hmm. another nation for the fourth time in two years. Um, I mean, to me, there's a difference between I betrayed my country, but, you know... I'm I'm already a PvPer. I've already done it before. There's a difference between a Swift Fizz versus Siloxia, Fair. who literally told Magnus to kill himself and ran around killing him with a sword named Trainee Killer, and he's <laughs> still unbanned. Well, don't laugh. It's not funny. I mean, I don't know. Like, is that really the sort of person that that you want 
playing on the server. I mean, Siloxia was pearled by Lexington right off the bat. I mean, you can say that it was about personal grudges because, let's face it, it was. I mean, they released him. Every every war that Knox gets into, they pearl Siloxia, and then they release him to fight for him at the very end, uh, just like they did now, incidentally. But, you know, I, I guess we really have to ask ourselves, is somebody who tells trans people to kill themselves really True. the kind of person that should be given a second chance when they have literally five to six years worth of of a pattern of toxic behavior no no they shouldn't you know so there's a big difference between just toxicity versus actual you know versus you know some subjective betrayal for for whatever reason they might have that is fair let's see here now we have a little bit of time uh, before we go into our last segment here. Or uh, I would I would like to point out our uh, other sponsors of this of this box talk here. Uh, one of them being Classic Rail. Classic Rail is an organization dedicated to providing a place for rail builders, map makers, and dignitaries from across the world to collaborate on the construction, maintenance, and upgrading of rail lines to meet the highest standards as exemplified by 2.0 CIC Rails. These standards are freely available on our Discord as the CR1 certification. The hope of Classic Rail is that map makers will represent these lines in a different color on their maps, letting rail users know that they can rely on the quality of these lines. Regardless of their ability to meet the CR1 standards, such as in the case of Overland Rails, Classic Rail still invites rail builders to join us for the collaboration and info-sharing aspect of the organization's role. Classic Rail also maintains a travel advisory channel where rail users can exchange reports of grief or hazard on the tracks. Find the Classic Rail invite link in the various nations' discords or private message Najordamir for a direct invite. All right, let's get back into this. Uh, so the first thing I do want to say uh, is, I guess that chuckle I gave, it was more out of shock factor. I have not heard that story before. I... I guess I'll apologize for that. I did not mean that to well, the sound real, how the it real was. thing to laugh about is Comrade Nick running around with a sword named mc.civclassic.com killing new friends on Devoted. If you think that's funny. I mean, at least that isn't especially toxic unless you very true, consider very true. killing a server toxic, but <laughs> quite literally, ironically. <laughs> this is why we can't name swords and have it be uh, broadcast to the entire server, folks. <laughs> All right, so last thing I definitely want to talk about is quite a big one. Uh, let's talk about the Southern Block incident and the town of Konigsberg. Uh, can you explain, uh, in case if no one read your long post, to be honest, the situation? Uh, like, can you sum it up? Mm, Southern Block lied. People died. How do you lie? Mm, okay, so Southern Block... At first, the very first lie that he made was that uh, we did not pearl him for any reason and that we did not offer him a trial and that he was not officially charged and that we simply blew him off. I actually feel bad for General Thomas for falling for this obvious ruse because if you look in my post, I very clearly, immediately after pearling him, say that he is being put on trial for attempted 
fraud, for attempting to commit fraud. And the reason that I said this is because one of my men had a voice chat recording of him and Spicy Boy after killing Orinari to, and I quote, inventory check him because they thought he stole a minecart, which was bullshit. Uh, he, they had a voice recording of them attempting to defraud the government for reps. So they come into my town. They say, be gone, thought, and deus volt to one of the non-Christian members of my town inside of his own house. He pearls them for harassment and private property trespassing. And I put them on trial for fraud, except that it didn't go to that point because he involved General Thomas and uh, that is history. The second lie that Southern Bloc made was that General Thomas was not in their territory for military purposes explicitly. I linked a leak from the HJE's Discord clearly detailing that indeed General Thomas was there in a military capacity, which incidentally was a breach of the treaty and autonomous town agreement that they signed with us that told them that they were not allowed to bring in foreign PVPers that would threaten or bring reality, which is the exact wording of the contract, uh, threaten or bring reality of military conflict to Yuwadl. Southern Bloc very clearly was the only person to do this, and so we pearled Southern and only Southern. Now, let me go ahead and we're going to start with that first slide here, uh, dealing with the fraud. And so to begin with the begone sought type of that comment that he made, who was that directed towards? Uh, one of my men. And what is his name? I'm just curious. America Linen. Okay. And I guess my question is, uh, I, I, I am somewhat familiar with the term, but is there a reason why it's a bit more personal, I guess? Mm, I don't. He didn't pearl them because of the begone thought. He pearled them for the deus vault. He's he's a deus vault. Yes, when somebody role playing as a crusader comes into your house as somebody who follows a traditionally Middle Eastern and Indian religion and says deus vault, literally two days after they murdered somebody on a railroad, to and I quote inventory check him, after they were recorded clearly planning to defraud our government for reps, after Spicy Boy had spent six months causing trouble in your waddle it really does stretch the imagination to imagine that a trade mission involves going into somebody's living room and harassing them because I, of their religion and telling them to be gone this is what i have seen because first of all i reached out to southern block i wanted his point of the view or point of view i also i was watching a couple videos i browse the subreddit i did not see anywhere in there them mentioning deus vault in the video uh as far as the text chat go i did see be gone sought but that was about i did see that and even if that was considered maybe uncalled for i guess i doubt he knew how uh, i doubt he knew it was going to be that offensive he probably used it more in a meme sense i would argue probably Probably. But again, he wasn't put on trial for saying begone thought in somebody's house or deus vault. He was put on trial for planning to commit fraud and defraud my government of reps for killing somebody in Southshire uh, or Inari, the member of parliament in Southshire. Uh, so do you have any actually... evidence that they were planning on killing Orinari in Southshire? Yeah, they literally told they literally told us that they thought that he had stolen their minecart and that spicy boy started to freak out, and so they inventory checked him by killing him. 
Ah, yes. So it sounds like Spicy Boy did this, correct? Was I Southern mean, involved? If you're standing next to somebody and you're in a voice chat with somebody, and they and then you kill somebody, I think it's reasonable to assume that the other person, if they're your leader, probably had something to do with it. If if one of my men and I were on a railroad and killed somebody to inventory check them while we were in a voice chat together. I think it would be reasonable to assume that I probably had something to do with it. Just from what I have heard is that uh, Southern Block, at least in the game, was not with Spicy Boy at the time. He was about 2,000 blocks away is uh, one thing. I remember we actually talked about this, and I guess all I really have to say is from what I was told from other people um, is along the lines that you didn't really care that much about what Spicy Boy did until after all this went down so that you could use it as an argument. And heck, even from this is what I was told by other people also, you, Spicy Boy, Southern Block, you were in a voice chat and Spicy apologized and you accepted the apology at the end of that. Spicy did not apologize that I remember. He did write an apology book. Look, I don't have a grudge against Spicy Boy. I don't really have a grudge against Spicy. Some people think that I might have a grudge against Spicy. I don't have a grudge against Spicy. I don't have a grudge against anybody. Not really. Um, except Southern now. Uh, the, point, the point of all this is that I don't think that it's reasonable when there's a six-month clearly documented series of harassment from Spicy Boy to then be a little bit threatened when they come into your town on a quote-unquote trade mission and, shockingly, start harassing people. But from what I have heard is that they've done trade missions or they've gone in before to trade many other times. How come this happens to be the time to break or for the straw to break the camel's back? They were mm. in it in the past and just... If, if It's one thing if Spicy Boy did this, I'd understand purling him. Personally, I completely understand that. I'm just wondering why Southern Block is being held accountable for this. When in other cases, there have been plenty of times that people of Yodel have done certain things, but I don't know how much... I don't believe that you have been pearled over it. You tried to hold me accountable for America Line and putting a snitch in MTA. Southern wasn't pearled necessarily because of his involvement with Southern Block. He was pearled because he literally told Southern that they wanted to commit fraud for reps. He wasn't pearled because he, you know, because of any of this other memory. He was pearled because he was very clearly collaborating. Well, what about the other situations? Notably, we did release him on good faith. We released him. We said, you know what? This isn't worth fighting over. We don't want to kill off a new town. You can go free. You know what? We're just not. We're going to let this go. We're going to let this go. And now he's not pearled for all that. So I don't really see why it's relevant. He's pearled for other stuff. Yes. What was he? What is he pearled for now? Then, currently, treason. Yep. Treason. How so? He brought General Thomas in when General Thomas was clearly there, specifically to defend him in a military capacity ah. or attack us in a military capacity. I am glad that you brought that up, because in that sense. And even if you look on the one post that you made on the subreddit, that argument that General Thomas was there to defend, uh, from what I, from what if you watch the video, uh, that would be the same on both sides with the instant replay mod. It looks like yes, he might. It looks like he might have warned General Thomas, "Hey, uh, this is going on." As in, like, just so you're aware, he never told him to come in. It's not until after he was pearled that. 
he told General Thomas to come in, which makes sense because it sounds like the treaty was violated at that point. What do you mean? Well, he was pearled. How as, was it I'm, violated? How was it violated? Because you, from the DMZ line that you created, you were, you were, per, you, it, or excuse me, Alt-Raid uh, pearled him on that side of the DMZ line on his side. The DMZ was specifically two or three blocks away from the actual border to be in our land. Actually, that is in not our what land. the maps show. As, as far bruh, as... Bruh, bruh, alright, alright, alright. Yeah. We're gonna do this here. Let's right. actually get the map so that people can see mm -hmm. where the border is. Yes, I will do Also, Alt-Raid Alt pearling him is not a violation of the treaty. It's a violation of his rights. Yes, Alt-Raid shouldn't have killed him, but that's murder. That's not a violation of a treaty. If I would argue people, it kind of if is... If an American citizen kills a Canadian citizen on the American-Canadian border, then then Donald Trump doesn't go to court to bring Justin Trudeau to justice. Like, it's two people killing each other. Uh, and Southern specifically said that he wouldn't have any sort of trial for alt-raid because he wanted General Thomas to, and I quote, handle it. So what does that mean exactly? Handle it instead of a trial. Why couldn't he have just put Alt-Raid on trial? I mean, I would have actually convicted Alt-Raid for murder. Or, well, one of the judges would. Technically speaking, I don't do that. Uh, the counselors act as judges. But regardless, Southern specifically said that he wouldn't have a trial for this murder. He instead would have General Thomas come in and, I quote, deal with it. And if you look at the video, yes. General Thomas comes potted up. He charges directly at me. I'm hiding behind a tree. He gets within four blocks of me, and he only changes direction when Alt-Raid hops up on the wall. And at no point during the leaked DMs did Southern actually specify who had killed him. He just said, General Thomas, there's a situation. TV Man attempted to be the voice of reason, and Southern said, Thomas, will deal with it. Now, what do you think those words mean? That's a good point. It just, from what I was able to see here and from what I was able to gather, and that's actually one of the reasons why you're on the show is because from what I was able to gather was the situation started off with Alt-Raid inside Konigsberg, like literally on the town. Uh, UPMing Southern Block saying that, hey, uh, my pings are going off with Alt-Raid in your town or whatever like that. Uh, so first of all, you have Konigsberg snitched. Uh, there's another thing. Uh, so you and Southern want to go get Alt-Raid, get him back out of there. Eventually you get him out of there, but while he's on the wall, yeah. that's when he goes ahead and does a bow and arrow into Southern. That doesn't sound very ethical to me. Okay, so Alt-Raid did something stupid. I'm not defending Alt-Raid's behavior. He shouldn't have killed Southern. That was a really stupid thing to do, and it was a shitty thing to do. Mm -hmm. But if you look at the video... He immediately releases Southern, but Southern still calls in General Thomas, doesn't specify who the target is, and General Thomas charges straight at me. I mean, how would if you were in that situation, and let me ask you, what if the shoe were on the other foot? Okay. If this were if this were that somebody in the HJE had called me in to to quote unquote uh, deal with it, and we got into a dispute with Comrade Nick and General Thomas. What, what do you think would have happened if it had been 
that I had logged in and charged straight at Nick. Do you think that General Thomas would have had the same restraint that Alt Raid did, waiting for Thomas, waiting to see what Thomas did, then potting up and going after him? That's a good point. I believe that uh, you would have had the blame in that. There you go. And there it is. My only point is that people should be treated equally. That's it. That's it. And if you notice, I have, an, I have no bounty on General Thomas. I have no claims on him. I let him go. And I've privately offered to pay him to pay his reps. And I will stand by that. I will pay his armor reps, you know. He shouldn't have been there, sure. But, I mean, we did, you know, Alt Raid and him did get into a fight. One of my men damaged his armor. I'll pay off his reps. But to say that we are at fault for Southern Block calling in a known PvPer, who, by the way, still owes reps to Westminster as well, and he hasn't paid them, and told Peter that to his face. So, thanks, buddy. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I fail to see how it's necessarily my fault when somebody is clearly being invited into my territory after he threatened to flatten my entire town. You know, I have to, I have to take these things seriously. He participated in the destruction of Westminster. So, I, it's, you know, it stands to reason he would be willing to do the same to New Uwaddle City. So when somebody like that threatens that, I have to be willing to take it seriously. I mean, you know, maybe he probably couldn't have actually taken out the entire, the entire town, but still, I don't want to risk that, and I have to take the actions that preserve the safety of my community above all else just and again i'm not holding him you know i'm not holding him accountable people do stupid things they make mistakes you know maybe he'll change his behavior maybe he won't it's not my problem i guess the question i have is then you are for are you for certain that thomas was in there for that reason that he was there for that because didn't alt raid technically break the treaty by being on that side of the border just in the town on top of factory house or whatever he didn't break the treaty but he did violate their sovereignty and so southern easily could have brought him to court i mean that was a court case that southern could have won in a heartbeat i mean he literally had two two witnesses within the Owatlan government including the alcawaddle as well as uh as well as quality mia former alcawaddle whose word is usually taken at face value because he's incapable of lying uh, by definition, psychologically. Uh, the point of it is, when you have three witnesses who are very well known within Uwaddle, and they clearly saw you go into somebody else's territory that you were banned from, and you do something dumb like that, you're going to lose that trial. It's not like we can just wave the magic wand and pretend that Alt Raid didn't do something dumb. But is that what started all this? As in, could, at least from, uh, this is the one private message that when I was talking to Southern Block, he kind of mentioned this, that he sent it towards Thomas's way saying that Alt Raids was trespassing. So what if Thomas came in just to be prepared for that? How do you know? I guess, could there be another motive for him being there as far as, like, he's there because alt-rate is trespassing and that could have been a violation of the treaty? Mm, no. Because the treaty very clearly said that he can't invite foreigners into their land in a military capacity. Anything that brings 
the threat or reality of military conflict to Yuwadl means that we can hold him individually accountable for that because he's clearly trying to cause trouble. We have no claims against the rest of his town, just him. None of the other channers, which, by the way, he told them that we would kill them all. Just two of them just logged in today, and he told and he had told them that if they did that, then we would come up there and kill them. The poor kids came to us saying that they were offering us tribute, and we had no idea what was going on. And as it turns out, he lied to them and said that we still had claims against them, when we never had any claims against them. The treaty is still in force. The other members of Konigsberg can continue to live and build and play and enjoy the game in Konigsberg. If they want to go play with the HJE, they can do that too. The only person who is banned from Yawaddle's land is Spicy Boy, and that can be lifted, by the way, and Southern, who is currently pearled and will stay pearled for his involvement. So, you know, to me, what I see is this consistent pattern of lies from Southern Block, where he continually tries to manipulate the situation and create controversies by taking things out of context or being vague and then and often lying to his own men as well as the rest of the server about his actual intentions or actual involvement and as soon as he gets disproven on any of these claims that he makes he just moves on to the next controversy if you look at no point did he dispute any of the evidence that i stated he just simply made a post in memoriam as he titled it and created a new controversy, dredging up the idea of Chan values and a Snapchat group, which incidentally includes the people who wanted to deliver the infamous cake to Maxopoly by hand, <laughs> the people who doxed Callum, the people who spread around Lysica's meme docs. And you know what? You know, you can try to justify that, but when somebody literally says they're in a Snapchat group and it is quote unquote their community, that they're a part of as that Snapchat group that they hang out with regularly, play other games with. How do you confront, you know, there's too much smoke to not be a fire, to not see that there might be something else going on here, especially when that's the company that he chooses to keep. And, you know, some of them are decent people. Most of them, probably. I have no, you know, I have no beef with 90% of them. But... You know, he can't claim to not be toxic when he's trotting around the fact that he belongs to a community that has these people who continued to dox and harass. I, and I was part of that community, and I did bad things with them, but I left it because it was the right thing to do. He has chosen not to. He has chosen the wrong path. I was just about to say, couldn't the same be said about you in certain ways, especially along the lines of, there's, as you said, there's a lot of smoke, there has to be a fire. A lot of, not just your actions, but the actions of Yodel, couldn't, or Yoadl, excuse me, I'm sorry. Uh, couldn't you say the same thing or make that same argument? That we've doxed people? No. No. I Well... That were toxic? I guess the one docs would be towards Southern Block, and that is definitely the one that everybody universally hates, as you're definitely aware of. I mean... I don't think really I need to say it. You know, I don't really understand... See, I'm willing to admit that I have done bad things, and that doesn't justify them 
just simply regretting something or apologizing for it doesn't make up for the fact that I've done it. I guess the question is, or not question, but the thing is from what it looks like from an outsider perspective is you keep on apologizing or regretting these, but then you keep making the same mistakes anyway. That is at least I'm t- I'm like I'm telling you this personally. That is how I have viewed it. Is that you keep uh whether it's in those posts that you shit posts that you have made, uh those very long ones or other one or just even BG now BG posting oh I'll interrupt you there, fam. BG posting is not a mistake. BG posting is a valuable contribution <laughs> to the server. There's a big difference between a BG post and a toxic post. Okay, yes. I, I When I define shit posts, that's, I wasn't going for the negative connotation there. I just mean along oh, the I'm lines sure. of from a from a personal perspective. And this is how, this is why people seem to have this beef with you. It's because it just constantly seems like you keep on saying, I'm sorry, or I regret, yeah, I did these things. But then you just keep repeating them over and over again. That is how Can it looks on the outside. Can um, you name some of these incidents? Whether it's just you, you just have a habit of lying, or in certain situations. Can you can you, can you perhaps point to some of these? Whether it's the time in my Discord or even in the comments of some of these posts, you start lying until you get caught in the act, and then and then you backtrack mm, a little bit. Can you perhaps present an example of this? Besides yes. just simply saying that I did something in Discord, but say, uh, you know, uh, actual circumstance. Yes, yes, yes. Let me see here. Where is it? There's... Just whether it's uh, some of the... Po- Let's see. I cannot seem to find it. But mm, I wonder why that might be. I'm just saying that is how I've always viewed it. I'm sorry I can't find a freaking example right now. I did not prepare that. But along the lines of just... Uh, it, that's just how a lot of other people view it, that you have a habit of lying. I'm not telling you that because I personally think that. That's what I've heard from multiple people whenever I ask about this. You're a journalist. You reflect the views of the people that you talk to. I mean, an apology is meaningless when it's not accompanied by action. I agree. And I know that as much as anybody, probably better than anybody. But when I apologize, I'm not looking for forgiveness. I'm not looking for forgiveness. I'm not looking to even necessarily try to make things right because if it's just words you can't take those back you know and it's it's a hard process of building up community and the thing that frustrates me is that there will be these groups of people who have a problem with me which is all which is all well and good look i have i have done my fair share of shit talking in my day trust me but to then turn around and say that because there is a persistent rumor that somebody is a certain way, and then you can't even provide evidence, then you're surprised that people in Yawaddle think that you're fake news. <laughs> I don't really understand where the disconnect is logically. I'm not going to say that I'm a perfect person. I'm human. I make mistakes. That doesn't justify them. You know, 
God knows I've done my fair share of toxic behavior, as have we all. Well, not all of us, but okay, certain a certain percentage of us. But, you know, if people have a beef with me, or they think that there's something that I'm lying about, why not just come out to my face? Why not just, you know, the only time that I've ever seen anybody accuse me of being a liar is with the Southshire snitches. And again, Orinari said that there was no evidence that this was the case. So what I don't understand is if people have this perception of me, why don't they just come out and say it? Why do they have to pre why do they have to PM it to you? Are they afraid of me? Goodness. I mean, I didn't <laughs> think I was that I didn't think I had gotten to that level yet. <laughs> you know, for for fuck's sake. You know, why can't people just come out and say it? I'm not a dangerous person here. I have one last question before we end off here, and I consider this one a bit more yes. of a light noted one. Uh sure. How do you view Yoadl and its citizens? As I said, Yoadl's a family. Um, family, family is close. That means that you stick together against other people, but that also means that when people come and join you, your friends, your extended network of people that you know, that means that they become closer than just than just a network. They become people that you actually care about, people that you actually know. Um, Yoadl's citizens tend to be people who. Well, I don't even want to use the word citizens because it's it's too it, it isn't Yuwaddle. Uh, Yuwaddle is is as I said, it's a family. Um, and when we when we talk to each other, when we log in, we want to log in. The single defining characteristic of Yuwaddle is that every day people log in not because they feel that they have to, not because a snitchbot pinged them in Discord, although we do have a snitchbot, as we all know now. Yes. Uh, it's because they actually want to log in, and it's because a lot of the other people in the city are like family to them. People that they go to when they have a hard time, people that provide emotional support, people who provide psychological support, even theological support, a huge part of Yawaddle is working through people's philosophical beliefs. And we, you know, one of our core tenets is that we not only encourage diversity, but actually seek it for diversity of opinion. Uh, and often that leads to diversity of race and religion as well. Uh, that's who we are, but we still have an underlying series of values and bond that transcends that. And so that's what makes us strong. It's because we're family. A lot of people in Yoadl don't really have that in real life, so we have it here. So, Yoadl's family. Very well. Well, thank you so much for coming on to this box talk. Uh, it was definitely... Thank you for having me. You are very welcome. I believe that the server has heard from your point of view now verbally, not just in text. All right, uh, next week, people, we will have on here Civrail, and they'll be talking about what the future beholds. They might have a few things there. So once again, this is Warm Wizard of Box Talk signing off.